Hey friends, you're listening to the None But Curious podcast, a space for nuns, agnostics, and nothing in particulars. We are okay with not knowing, and we're inspired by each other, art, nature, and everyday moments. I'm really happy you're here. Let's go explore. Seasons changed and so did I. I want to share some of the rituals that I do when the seasons change. Um, I think I'm better at doing seasonal rituals apart from weekly or daily. I've tried. I've rented books. I've bought books on doing candle magic, which I love, and uh, other rituals. And I just, I just can't get myself to connect, commit, one of those C words, the good C words. Yeah. So when the season changes as it is upon us as right now, uh, what I typically do is I do something season oriented. So when it's fall, I get in the mood for fall by Uh, taking our family apple picking, or we go pick pumpkins, or we do a little bit of both. Those seem really fall-oriented to me. Um, I have a wreath that I have created for each season, um, except for winter. So that's the interesting thing. I have three wreaths that I absolutely love for spring, summer, and I'm about to transition my door to fall, But winter, I can't, I haven't gotten to the point where I've created a wreath that I actually like. What ended up happening is last year, I hung a wall hanging I made that I really like. And it wasn't white. It was pink. I think it's pink and gray. I'm trying to remember. I'll have to look in my wreath box. It's in there. But that's, that's for winter. We're talking about fall. And when we think of fall, we think of pumpkin spice. Even if you're not a fan of pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin is still in the air. And sweaters when it's not 90 degrees. And the crunching of leaves and soups. Oh, it's going to be soup season. I'm so excited. been trying to incorporate more vegetables and fruits in my diet. And that is the easiest way to do it. Soup, 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 soups. Wait, I don't know if there's like fruit soup. I don't think I want to make fruit soup, but veggies for sure. Another ritual I have, um, I have a soul friend that I connect with quarterly. And I don't even remember how we got onto it, but it's usually right near the equinox or the solstice. And I look forward to those connections. We talk for two to three hours And we catch up and we gain perspective. And I always hang up with those phone calls feeling rejuvenated and seen and heard and just a better version of myself with more clarity and more perspective. And that has become one of my favorite rituals. So I invite you, if there's a friend or family member that you just keep 
meaning to connect with, try it, try it seasonally. It's fun. Um, it works for us and it's, it's dynamic and I'm not going to speak for her, but I think that she, yeah, I think that it's mutual. So I've got the mutual catching up, uh, with a friend when the season changes, I change my wreath that I've created and that wreath, the creation of the wreath is holds the magic of my energy, my family's energy. It just, whew, it's intense. But I want to share with you a ritual I performed. Actually, it was midsummer, um, and it's very personal. But I think that some of you could actually benefit from it. So let me give you a bit of a backstory. Um, this spring was really hard for me. I was being really hard on myself, feeling very insecure. I was dealing with a lot of reflection on self-worth, uh, introspection, getting angry at myself for not for not valuing myself as much as I should. I mean, I'm still working on it, but the person I am, even compared to last year, man, I just, I, so I spent the spring getting really angry and I decided that I am holding on to energy or I was holding on to energy that I no longer identified with. So I have all of these journals and such that every, every season, every few seasons, I would say it's not every season, but when I feel compelled to clear out energy, I will go through my box of memories, box of photos and what have you, and just look at stuff Am I ever going to read these poems again? No, they're crap. And if if I don't have any sentimental value to them, I'm like, honestly, what goes through my mind is eventually my kids are going to have to go through this stuff. Are they really going to want to have to read all of this crap? Probably not. And I keep referring to myself as crap, but if I'm throwing it away, I think that's a fair uh, usage of the word. So this time around, I went through and I, I thought that I was holding on to a lot more and I realized that I have been chipping away at, at memories that I don't want to remember or things, you know, notes from people who were angry, um, tickets from concerts that I had arguments at. Why? Why am I hanging on to this? So anyway, I went through my box and I came up with a bunch of pages that I ripped out of journals, poems that I no longer identify with old school work from high school? Why? Why? Just why? What? What's the relevance? So I had it all in a pile. And my intention was I was going to hold a funeral for the old version of me. And I was going to properly mourn myself. Well, then I got on the horn with my therapist that week. And she suggested that I really needed to write a letter to myself instead of mourning myself. And I resisted it for a second. And then I thought, no, let's just see where this goes. I'm going to share that letter with you in a few minutes, but I want to tell you the story around it. So wrote the letter. I wrote it in one fell swoop. It's my first and only draft. And that makes it magical in and of itself. And I went to the thrift store and I bought a new dress to perform my ritual. And what I was going to do was just burn these old pages. I wanted to watch them disappear. I wanted them to 
turn into ash so that I could essentially be the phoenix now rising from these ashes. I wanted to simulate that. So have the dress on, uh, put all the stuff, lit a fire in my solo stove, and I took the pages and I took this letter that I wrote. And I started ripping pages and the fire got hotter and hotter, of course. And it was a beautiful day. The sun was shining. Um, not a cloud in the sky. It was just a gorgeous summer day. And so I'm just putting the, the pages in the fire. And the fire is getting hotter and brighter and sometimes turned blue, which was really cool. And then it got windy, really windy out of nowhere. And I was like, huh, maybe it's a pop-up storm that's coming. Interesting. So at this time, all I've done is I'm standing barefoot in this dress near the fire and I just keep methodically ripping and putting things in the fire. The wind keeps picking up and then it gets really gray outside. I mean, dark gray. Mind you, there was no sign of rain or what have you. And I know pop-up storms happen all the time. But this was just really intense. By this time, I start reading from my letter. And then the wind picks up even more and it starts to rain. Pop, 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 pop. Just a little bit. Keep reading. All of a sudden, it downpours. Just downpour. By the time I had finished reading my letter, um, the fire is still burning through this entire thing. The wind is just whipping in all sorts of directions. It felt insane. And the thunder's rumbling. I forgot. There's a thunderstorm happening. And I am not the type of person who goes out into thunderstorms and goes, woohoo, let's play in the puddles. But I stood right there and I was laughing and crying and it was amazing. And I really think that this ritual helped me let go of some of that insecurity and uh, whatever energies I might be holding on to. I mean, I still fight with it, but I can, I can tell that there's a vast difference. Even my therapist, she can tell a vast difference in me ever since this ritual. So I am going to share with you what I wrote and I will also write a version. So you are more than welcome to take this as a template and create your own letting go ritual. It's powerful. And even if you use this as an example and write your own, giving yourself permission to release that which no longer suits you or serves you is a way to make room for the growth that will happen in its own time. I am here today to honor the girl and the young woman who are bygone versions of me. Hummingbird and Rabbit join me in this ceremony as they have been frequent visitors the past few weeks. Hummingbird brings the gifts of adaptability, creativity, and joy. Rabbit offers gifts of gentleness, intuition, and wealth. Both animals serve as a reminder of letting go of the past, being present, and welcoming new beginnings. To the sweet little girl with the big dimples. Oh my goodness, your eyes are alight with dreams and potential. Your giggle rings through a quiet room. You love to read and sing and dance and doodle. And someday you want to learn how to ice skate and paint the beautiful images you see in your mind. You love fiercely and adore spending time with people who matter to you. You are radiant, little one. 
You can do anything you set your mind to. I am so very sorry that the people who were to love you and keep you safe were the very ones to make you feel scared and unwanted. Anyone would be lucky to have such a vibrant soul such as yours in their world. Those people hurt you because they were hurt too. And it doesn't excuse their behavior for one second. But baby girl, you have to know that none of it was your fault. Absolutely none of it. I am sorry that it all happened, and I am sorry that I couldn't get you away from those monsters. But what's so profound about you is that you didn't let them completely extinguish you. They dimmed your light, that's for damn sure. But you have a superpower, sweet soul. You kept a little ember far, far away from them, and they couldn't find it. I see you, Candy Sweet. I love you so much. And that the light that is in you managed to break through all the darkness that you had to trudge through and lit a path for you and continues to do so. I appreciate your resilience, your playfulness, and your perseverance. You are an inspiration, lovey. To the fearful, angry young woman, you have been holding on to so much hurt for so long, like a dormant live volcano You erupt unexpectedly and scald anyone in your path. You trust in yourself, your trust in yourself and others has been shattered and it's taking everything you have each day to even get out of bed and walk out the door into the world. You purposefully attract people who manipulate you and cause you harm simply because that's what you learned love is. It's not. Love is easy, mostly. Love is not fighting to be seen, but being annoyed that you keep getting looked at and admired. Love is a warm cooked meal when you've had a long day, not only fighting within yourself, but doing your best to raise good humans. Though you are angry, you remain optimistic and are willing to work on improving yourself. The work is hard and you notice the people around you aren't doing the same work, which is absolutely aggravating. You are con <laughs> you're consistently let down by people who say they love you. You don't feel like a priority to anyone. Don't you see though that you've made yourself a priority all along? It may not seem like it, but for years, even with having children, you've always managed to find a way to nurture yourself, even in small ways or 10 minutes at a time. You broke up long relationships that looked fine on paper. See how courageous you are? You knew deep down you were being hurt again and again. You just didn't know how to get out from under the weight of it all. Despite your anger, you really don't like causing people harm because you know how that pain feels. I've been letting you visit more often because that pain keeps peeking through conversations with my brother and interactions with the big kids and their father. I know you want to protect me, but it's you I need to protect myself from. Being angry all the time led me to almost marry someone I didn't want to, and then definitely marrying someone who refused to sign the marriage license first. Being angry and sad led me to drinking copious amounts of wine to numb myself. All the decisions you have made were the best you could do with the information and experience you had. I will repeat that. All the decisions you have made 
were the best you could do with the information and experiences you had. Hindsight makes most of those decisions seem really stupid, but there is one thing that remains consistent. You made every single decision from a place of love. Every single one. On the other side of your engulfing rage is an intense love that burns brightly, a fire that never goes out. From now on, when you feel you need to protect me, I will light candles or sit by the light of a warm fire as opposed to bursting into flames. I appreciate all you have done for me and all you continue to do for me. You are a fantastic mother, a wildly intuitive soul, and your curiosity never dies. You are a successful person who has helped me gain many luxuries. Thank you, Candace, for your courage, generosity, and passion. I am the woman I am today because of the experiences of the girl and young woman I used to be. At any moment, I could have faded away, allowing those who hurt me to not only erase me, but eliminate me. But when given a choice to give up or give in, I have always chosen to fight for me. It may have taken some time, but I have always managed to find resources to get me to where I need to be. The story that I was born into isn't the story I wish to complete. The chapters involving the little girl and young woman cannot be edited, and I have read them over and over again long enough. Today, I will focus on the gifts of the present that the past versions of me longed for. When the girl or young woman visit me in the future, I will embrace them, listen to what they have to say, feed them, and send them off with love. I will begin my 42nd year crafting chapters filled with new storylines, settings, and characters and far less toxic antagonists. I burn these pages of my past to make room for creating and maintaining my new narrative. Thank you, Candy. Thank you, Candace. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. Let's keep this conversation going. Share your stories with our None But Curious Facebook group, or you can also follow our Instagram at nonebutcurious. Or email candy at numbutcurious.org if you want to share your ideas and thoughts. Until next time, stay curious. <laughs>